0: This is very off-the-cuff, Hello Climate Change, a podcast about waking up and taking action one conversation at a time. And I am here today with my brother, David. Hello, David. Hello. <laughs> and I said, would you do a podcast with me? And he said, okay. And we have had no further conversation about what that would mean. But I'm just curious to know what, what went through your mind about what you might want to say about the topic of caring for our environment.
1: Well, what's on my mind? That's a broad question. Uh, well, I guess we're in a, a an election time frame, so I think it's interesting the politicizing or not politicizing, depending on what is popular in climate change. Uh, I guess the, the other thing that's on my mind, I brought up in a car ride home yesterday, which is the fight between the power companies and solar customers and the power companies are fighting to get uh, charge more money for the connection and for the service for the power service to those customers because they in effect are asking for a little bit of power uh, and supplying the rest of it themselves which drives the prices up to to all the other consumers of power on the grid. So
0: maybe we can back up and talk about like what that means. So if somebody has solar set up, they don't need the electricity off the grid quite so much. In fact, they may be feeding into the grid. And the power companies are still maintaining all the equipment. So is that the argument that you're talking about, that they're they're feeling like they should – they They still need to the, profit,
1: the power companies feel like they are yeah they they're they're going to be driven they're arguing that they need uh, they've found a sustenance I guess in the the rates that they charge, and they're, they're this just doesn't work for them anymore right. um, they basically would need to in order to offset the loss of all these customers raise prices for everybody else, and yet these are the same customers that want to tap into their grid uh for their backup. Power And they want to charge more for that instead of charging the other customers. they feel like it's the solar customer's fault, oh. so they should be charged more
0: oh, I see, so sort of sounds like a tantrum to me
1: <laughs> yeah, well they actually got a they, the the recent case that was that went to court and i i am not clear if it was California, I think it might have been nevada um, but the recent case that went to court uh there was a compromise they didn't lose outright, but they didn't win outright either they they were able to charge a, a one a connection fee which they weren't doing prior mm. and um it, it might be like two hundred dollars uh and I don't recall if they're able to raise rates for those customers mm. They might be
0: yeah i don't, I'm not even familiar with that story, but for you what is that what is what is that something that's particularly interesting
1: okay well i I guess economics is interesting to me yeah. um because there's no doubt what needs to be it's like the science is clear now. Yeah. Um, um, and actually, a little tangent that might be interesting to you in this is that I have I have friends that are you know the deniers. I have, I have people that I, who email group that emails, you know, uh, evidence that there is no such thing as climate change, kind of thing. And it becomes a heated discussion between the, the deniers and the believers of mm-hmm. climate change. Yeah. And that's something that I've been a part of for. Um, probably for 10 years. And I'm one of those guys that are like, are you serious? <laughs> but, but I'm really glad that they include me on that email distribution list so I have a sense of what right. those folks are thinking. Yeah. But from the going back to the economics, the interesting thing is the economy is driven by so many factors. And currently, one of the biggest factors is, is the oil industry. And um, the oil industry, when it's doing well, they've got thousands maybe even millions of employees probably millions they've got money that's circulating that's buying goods and services it helps trickle it it is a trickle down effect to the economy and it helps everyone do well so if suddenly we had an alternative tomorrow our economy would just self-destruct it would be a real problem we have to wean from the economic standpoint we have to wean ourselves off of Oil and find actually a pricey alternative to keep the world going the way it is, or something has to take its place in a way. Maybe.
0: Well, to me, that that example, um, oh, it's. I think it just comes down to a redis. I think I feel like there's a lot of fear of the end of capitalism. Basically, that the, the 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 ones who have all the money and the the hold that whole trickle down argument. Mm. Um, it, it, it it if you really look at it. If you take all the wealth out of the hands, I mean, if the power companies suddenly are not able to make a living and yet people are able to generate their own power, then that's a redistribu- redistribution of wealth. Then the investment in the grid is a different investment. It's not for profit. It's, it's, it's for for function. Mm. And and I don't think – I'm not afraid of that personally. Um, I really like something Naomi Klein said. She's, uh, if you, I think most people listening to this know who she is. Um, she's a, a journalist and who wrote a book called um, "This Changes Everything: Capitalism Versus the Climate," among other amazing books, um, and and two documentaries at this point, at least two. Um, so look her up if you don't if you're not familiar with her. But anyway, um, she said something about I think that um, this problem, the climate change problem. Um, is much simpler than we've been led to believe, because it really comes down to that small number of people who control the wealth not wanting to give up control, and and um I love that the world understands that whole idea of the the one percent, the ninety nine percent. it's like that's something that I don't think anyone really got a, had a grasp on until whatever year that was, what four years ago or something, I'm guessing, I'm not sure, and. Uh, I especially was struck the other day. I was, I think I may have told you this, David. I I was listening to NPR and there was, uh, someone went into a, a, like a working class diner in New Hampshire, right, you know, talking about the primaries. Um, And they're interviewing all these people in the diner. And this one guy was saying, you know, Donald Trump, he's saying what everyone wants to hear. You know, it's very appealing. Like, you know, basically the guy was saying he liked what Donald Trump had to say. And then he said, but he's part of the one percent. And it was just Mm -hmm. amazing to me that he basically was leaning towards Bernie, even though he liked what Donald Trump had to say, because that was a bigger point for him. So to me, that's very hopeful (laughs) that that people are starting to get that we we need to redistribute control, the control of the resources in the world.
1: Well, I agree. I mean, I guess I I shouldn't say I agree or disagree uh, because I'd have to think that through about – how it would work and if it could work. But I will say that just taking, the, taking that my, – my thoughts on the economic impact of something like a free replacement of oil are not about – I'd rather that – that would be amazing if that happened. I would like to save the environment. Um,
0: what do you mean by free?
1: Hold on. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the the billions of dollars that are in circulation – because of oil wealth, I'm not saying that there's a good, I'm not actually saying it's a good or bad thing that that exists. I'm just saying that, that the issue, I like to look at the issue from a lot of different places. And one of it is the economic impact. Um, in my mind, that's something that has to be factored into the solution. And I think it is. I do think it is when people talk about there's, there's powers at play that are, that are fighting the progress of climate change. I I agree. I think there are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that in their mind...
0: Wait, what do you mean by fighting the progress of climate change?
1: So you've heard heard of uh, who killed the electric car and
0: all... uh, Oh, oh, not the progress of climate change, but climate change, uh, addressing climate change.
1: Okay, I'll back up. I'll I'll make this in theoretical terms. (laughs) As I said earlier, if tomorrow somebody invented something... That satisfied the needs of power, and it was solar, and it was powerful, and we no longer needed to buy off the grid, off uh, go to a gas station. We could use this unit and just pl- generate you know, it from generate electric power yeah. for everything we need it for, and it cost twenty bucks because it was really simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know it's the Back to the Future right. future uh, series, that little machine they mm-hmm. put on the back of the car. I think the economic impact would 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 be catastrophic um and hold on i'm not saying i guess my feeling is is that there are nations that are survive based on the fact that they have oil if they can't survive anymore they need to go somewhere else to get the goods and services and food and and survival needs in order to survive so that that leads to worse than economic catastrophe it leads to war it leads to violence it leads to a different kind of disaster on our planet. So I'm just saying that one of the interesting factors of progress is that all of these things have to be taken into consideration. I don't care who has, you know, I I think the smoothest transition would be if we built things um, that were clean, but still cost money. (laughs) It's kind of a weird (laughs) thing to say, but um, I think that would be the best solution for a smooth transition. Mm. Or we have to wean ourselves. It has to be slow. I mean, Um, Things like Uber that took over the taxi or taking over the taxi industry, that that is a redistribution of wealth. Other people are getting the money. So what you're saying earlier that you're not afraid of, I'm afraid of there being no wealth to redistribute. It just simply vanishes. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that the money from the oil industry um, weirdly impacts the jobs you get, that I get, that are completely have nothing to do with oil. But the people somehow have the money to pay for us to do our jobs.
0: No, that's a very good point and, and, and the system the way that the system is set up um uh people are able to make living uh, the way that let me put it this way the way i'm seeing it is a lot of people people's life's work is oriented and our dog my dog is encroaching on this podcast so if you hear any Bumps and wiggles—it's because she's bumping into our and microphones. And she's really cute. And she is really cute. And oh, <laughs> see there she goes. <laughs> so what I keep coming back to, and I've been saying this a lot lately, is that I think of the 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 there's an orientation. Most people's life work goes towards getting a little piece of what very few people have. So it's it's um, it's not always rational the kind of work. That pe- that's getting paid for and oh, the way it's happening. So, for instance, in South America, this is the example I've said before. Uh, um, I've probably said it on this podcast. Um, in South America, they are farming all their beautiful, like, good farmland to grow, for example, cantaloupes for us. Um, and so they're getting, they're shipping these, these, these things, these great produce to us. But it really, what's cantaloupe? It's like, what, a three pound ball of water, basically. It's not. Not necessary for our survival that we have these cantaloupes, but those people—they're so poor, they so desperately need th- to get some of what we have. They're giving up their best farm, la- all of their farmland, and then what they're doing for themselves to so just like get a little bit of corn and something for themselves to, to live off of. They're they're farming the mountainsides, and it's causing soil erosion, and it's it's um, it causes more carbon to be released into the air, and it gives them a path- like a very Poor um, existence, but so we're using all this uh fossil fuel so that we can have cantaloupes because it's all getting shipped to us, and meanwhile, these people are basically starving they're living on the edge um, uh, I think that there's a lot of people in the world that live for on a dollar twenty five a day, and then there's people who don't even get that, and they're just barely scraping by and um so Our perspective is very much in wanting to, our fears are around losing our privilege, but we really already have way more than our share. So if you and I suddenly couldn't have clients because our clients are people who, so, so I, you know, I'm doing web design and you're doing video and we're working, we end up working for people who are trying to funnel more wealth to the wealthy. And in that scenario, yeah, there's going to be less of that if there's less wealthy to, 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 for us to be helping funnel wealth too. Um, so uh, it depends on who you are and where you are in the world. White Americans have something to be afraid about. Uh, poor people in Guatemala they, have, they, they only can get, get, things can only get better for them <laughs> that's, that's my thought.
1: Yeah, um, I mean that kind of reminds me of just the fact that we are we kind of have a messy existence, and what we do, a kind of human nature, is to try to make order. Of our existence that's the constant um, filing uh cleaning everything is about organizing and and making sense of something that's crazy like life is crazy um, and the more people there are on this planet, we're not necess- uh, we that has an impact in 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 the mess the mess of life it's a good mess it's an awesome mess, but <laughs> the mess of life and it has an impact to the environment. And actually both of them create an impact to the environment. Just the, 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 the use of natural resources because there's more people on the planet. But the mess has an impact to the environment. Like you're saying, there's no more room for these people to farm. So they're farming on the hillsides. Right. That's, that's, that's a, lot of, a lot of people on this planet. Mm. Um, and we're, like you say, trying to sustain what we are striving for that we grew up, you know, pursuing. Um, And that's not, it's not easy. There are things we can do, obviously, like you're talking about stuff. We need stuff. We want our cantaloupes. We want, (laughs) we want our gadgets. And I think I, I feel uh, most of my stories and journalism that I read is from the New York times. So I'm going to guess I read this in the New York times that, Someone suggested that the best thing you could do for our environment is to buy less stuff. And um, we kind of want a better – I I, I guess I kind of want a better solution than that. That's why I said it that way. But I feel like we want a better – a different solution. We want something where we can have our cake and eat it too. And – I, I, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, my, the thing that I was saying earlier is sort of around the fact that if you are a leader and you are a decision maker, as opposed to you are yourself and you can make your own decisions and lead mm -hmm. the way that you treat the planet. But if you are a president or you are running for president, the challenge they have is that there are so many factors involved. Um, And uh, I guess when I hear, politicians talk about the environment i just hope that they're taking all that into account and doing that still making decisions and trying to make progress but they're 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 not blind to the realities of every impact Mm -hmm. that goes into all of our decisions um firstly i guess i would want a lot of the money that's coming out of all this use taxes to go towards uh Whatever progress we can make towards yes. towards uh, science towards um, towards studies and, and um, impact studies and ideas um, and education
0: well there's a, one of the big um, um, points that, that that activists on climate change, some of them anyway i can 't speak for everyone um, is pushing for is that there 's a carbon tax. Or in some, so, and, and some, way, some way that there's money that comes out of the use of what fossil fuels we're still using, and that goes into um, restructuring so that uh, we can transition. And, and you know, there's, there's also a movement that's just, you know, there's a hashtag, keep it in the ground. Which, which it basically says, no more. Don't take any more fossil fuel out of the ground. It's too late. And and when you look at like the numbers on the 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 rate of the rise of temperature and what the impacts are, it, it regardless of all. Oh, <laughs> wants stuck. attention. She's stuck. She's trying to get out, and she's just too narrow of a passageway. I think she's got it figured out. Keep going, baby. <laughs> This is such a good analogy. The dog is trying to back out of a tight space. (laughs) And that's really what we're trying to do as humans. We're trying to back out of a tight space. We've sort of over... We've made a big mess. People are already dying because of it. And I think, like, you know, I think people get very... There's lots of passions involved. People... People are very passionate and and upset about what's happening in Bangladesh, where the farmland is disappearing because it's all the sea, the, the, temp, um, the sea level is rising so quickly there. Um, and they're so poor there. Um, so it's the impacts are huge. And and then and other people don't really know or understand that. Or they know or no one understand it, but still they're more concerned about like, wait a minute, I've worked for 40 years and I'm going to lose my pension for whatever reason that that attaches to it. So everything is attached, but the bottom line still remains the same. Like, yeah, we, we have to not put more carbon in the atmosphere or else we won't have a hospitable world for humans and it's already changing because of us. So I'm glad that, like, as you started out saying that the debate is over, I'm glad that we are at least at the point where we're not still, like, engaging with the whole denier thing in on the level that was, you know— funded by the Koch brothers and I'm I love that Bernie is in his campaign keep saying why is it that none of the Republicans will admit that this is really happening it's because they're getting their funding from Exxon Mobil and the Koch brothers and it's like it's so exciting to me that that's in the news that anyone at all is hearing it and that somebody who would be tempted to support Donald Trump is like yeah but you know so
1: yeah yeah gosh
0: we have like 4 minutes. What else would you like to say?
1: Well, okay, my head is swirling around different things. Yeah. One is I'm I'm am I'm a storyteller, a fiction filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I I tell truth too, but mm-hmm. but that my head my heart is in fiction. Yeah. And uh, there there I'm thinking about the different movies that have tried to make an impact. I mean, obviously, uh Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth and Al Gore's Filmmaking Partners. Um was probably the most impactful filmmaking endeavor. But uh, there was, and there was a movie, um, it was like the, the Day After Tomorrow, I oh, believe. Is, remember lo- that
0: one? That was about a nuclear, nuclear... No, war.
1: it was about, a, it was an environmental. It was a freeze. It was a, the New York froze over, I believe, in the summer or something like that. It's been a long time. Yeah. But back when that came out, I remember thinking, that's the kind of movies that need to be made it didn't really work in that way. I, I think that the movie, you know, did did decent money, but didn't have much of an environmental I, I consciousness. Th- yeah, impact. my
0: memory was that it was the day after a nuclear bomb had gone off. But oh,
1: there was when we were growing up that did that. Oh, that was very powerful. Yeah. But that was yeah, nuclear.
0: And, but it, you know what happens with movies like that? I mean, uh, well, not I'm not putting Al Gore's in this in this, yeah. but 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 movies that are designed sort of to explore something we're afraid of happening. And show us what what it would look like um, they they may get people scared, but they that fear doesn't necessarily translate into a plan
1: uh, interesting um because I feel like we entered the era of fear based politics, yeah, going back to our last part mm-hmm. of this conversation. In this millennium, I mean, we rounded the corner and there was nine eleven, and everything was about you need to do this, we need to do that, because and we were afraid. And mm-hmm. um, and it's it's worked. It's it's only, it's ammunition. Mm. It's not. You're right. It, it itself doesn't result in policies. It's like okay, let's see how we can use this to make it result.
0: Oh, in Oh, manipulate people according to their fears. I see what you're saying. That's interesting. Hmm. But it doesn't work with climate change. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because no, uh, you know what the it's... difference is is that um, the kind of things that it were being manipulated into with with the fear of um, of uh, terrorists, for example, um, gosh, for some people it's very primal. It's like give up your children into going into war that that that's give up your life type of thing. But there's there's a huge mechanism around celebrating heroes, so. Well, that's mm. we could get we could go more than we have time for into a conversation about that. Well, when I think about climate change, it's like it's it, the the what would we be manipulating people into if they were really truly scared about climate change, and it would be a very radical lifestyle change. Which for most of us, being manipulated into a war isn't the case. Hmm. Yeah. It's actually a way for businesses to make more money. That's, that's the thing is that war is, puts more money into the hands of people who control our resources because they get to say, well, we need to spend more. We need to spend more on weapons. You know. Any last thoughts? Um,
1: well, yeah, here's my last thought. I, th- I, I, I think we need a central – a popular central station like a website that has cameras and visuals and maybe comments from some of the dirtiest uh places on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we see these pictures from time to time of in Beijing or in uh Mexico City where it, you can people walk outside and it's a danger to their health to walk across the street because the air mm-hmm. is so thick with smog. Um but if we had crystal clear images from places that are both gorgeous it's a good day today you know and blah 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 it's a uh, and and places that can also susceptible to be disgusting to be foul and this is live views it's just something they consult on a daily basis Mm -hmm. um i think that some people would just post that link and an image that's that's just hey look at today look at what it looks like today wow
0: Oh, um, um, great idea. And
1: then that could also come with some uh, very simple information about, like, you know, I, I live in Los Angeles. Um, I'm starting to be educated that some of the smog we get is not our own. Some right. of it's coming, coming from overseas. China. Yeah. Um, but the impact of other places. Mm-hmm. This day that you're looking at an image of, is, scientists believe or, or weather forecasters believe came from blah, 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 you yeah. know? A Nasty Day in Wisconsin. Well, this looks like it came from Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's I like my it. last
0: time. I like it. Thank you. Um, and the, we are only doing this uh, very short because we have a deadline we have to get going um, today. So thank you, David, for, for, for taking the time in this rushed morning that we're having right now.
1: I got paid in Millie Licks.
0: <laughs> that's Millie as the dog. Um, uh, coming up in future episodes... Jim and I are going to have another conversation um, catching up on all the things we've talked about in the in the past and, and like looking back to the beginning of this podcast and seeing what has changed in our minds. And I, I definitely have thoughts about that. And then I have another one coming up soon with Phoebe Godfrey, who teaches about the sociology of uh, climate change um, at University of Connecticut very soon. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye.